Everybody wants to partner with us, dude. We're, we're the, dude, we're we're the sexy bitch. Do you understand? We're, got, we're, the, we're the hot chick yeah. at the party now. That's it. We got tits. It took us. It Everybody took, wants to have sex with us? It's, yes. It took us. <laughs> Everybody t- wants us. I've always wanted to be the hot chick. It was so like, wants us to. Yeah. It's kind of like we're in our junior, senior year of high school. We were the, f- the freshman cheerleaders that had no boobs and had yeah. braces on. But guess what? Braces are Summer off. Summer happened. Braces are off. Tits yeah. came in. Yeah. Yep, that's right. Because when the tits come in, now everybody wants to fuck us. Everybody wow. wants to fuck us. Just <laughs> roll in the sheets. Are and we giving do a, this? Are we giving away shirts? What are we doing right no, now? No, we're doing a commercial. Oh, this is a commercial. We're going to start a commercial. Oh, you, you gotta, you know, tell me that a commercial for what? Our shirts? This is what I, I think. This is what I want to do. I'm, I'm going to do a short one. I think we should do a commercial on the. Uh, we're still giving away maps anywhere with whatever. Okay, do that commercial. Yeah, let's do it. Do it. Hey, listen. Still going on. If you enroll in the RGB bundle. At mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB bundle is MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of exercise programming, and you enroll in our forum, you will get MAPS Anywhere absolutely free. Mindpumpmedia.com. That's if you enroll in the RGB bundle plus the private forum, you will get MAPS Anywhere absolutely free, 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 free. It's a hell of a deal. Get it. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Oh, there we go. Ooh, mount, mount. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's creepy. Mount, mount. That's, it doesn't say mount. Sounds just like that. Durr, mount, mount. There you go. All right, that's enough. That that particular <laughs> why little, can't we do, why can't we, that was like that was the best one I've ever pretty did. Pretty good. That's your best singing you've ever done. Actually, yeah, that was it. Was wasn't it? Yeah. Do it again. Wow. <laughs> it's not horrible, which makes it good compared yeah. to your previous. Yeah. 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 That's your talent right there. Bow, yeah, stick bow. with that. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. That was my. Part. You went too far now, yeah. dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was waiting for Justin. That required see, tone. Justin, what happens is we got to be careful. Bow, bow. See, that's good. That's all right. Yeah. We have to be careful when we tell Adam if he's good at something because he gets cocky. And then he wants yeah, to do yeah, it right yeah. away. Just automatically. That's, that's funny. <laughs> what? You say I'm good? I'm yeah. a bad motherfucker. <laughs> just tell me he sucks at everything. You yeah. suck at everything, bro. He just like opens up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. You know what's funny? You can't sound as mad as him. I mean, if you I, try. I try really hard. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. Like, it's yeah. weird. You know what yeah. it is? I think, honestly, because, you know, there's, you know, your, your brain does different things. There's inherent types of intelligences. There's social intelligence. There's mathematical intelligence. Right. Spatial intelligence. I, for example, my spatial intelligence not too good, right? I get lost all the time. Mm-hmm. I think your 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 musical or whatever intelligence that part of your brain is retarded. I think yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it all went to social intelligence. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. it's defective. You're yeah. like, but, the, but you're because like so much level, so yeah. much of your brain is to is like, power to is go to shoe intelligence. Shoe and then it left no room <laughs> for musical intelligence. Uh, I'm just kidding. I bro. guess if I got to give, I guess if I got to give somewhere, maybe that would be probably the best. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, let me let's be honest. Dick intelligence. Dick intelligence. for sure, dude. I gotta, I gotta let you guys know this because this might actually happen. I know right now we're filming uh, in because we have our place is just we're getting remodeled and setting everything up right now. Yeah, and we're filming still at Club Sport, great place, uh, wonderful people. But I don't want to get us kicked out there mm. because in the morning when I'm there, because I get there hell early, right? I'm, I'm there at like five forty-five. You walking around naked again or what? Yeah, outside the gym, I lifted barbells nah, with no hands. I knew. No, I, I'm in the steam room. 
and there's there's this like group of dudes there's like three or four guys and it's like they rotate whichever one's gonna be in the steam room and be a fucking disgusting pig younger younger older uh it's okay so today i'm in there i'll give i'll I'll paint the picture for you i'm in there uh steam's coming out nice and steamy um and there's this little asian dude that comes in he's probably 50 okay he comes in and every bodily function you can think about he does very loudly like like just loud i'm just like oh fuck this gross motherfucker yeah comes in and he gets the little spray hose in there sprays down half the freaking steam room. I don't know why. He only sits <laughs> in one corner. Sprays everything down. I'm like, if he sprinkles me with any water, I'm going to punch him because I'm over here. I'm doing my thing. Like, I don't want to be disrupted. Then he lays out like 85 towels. Like, I swear <laughs> to God, dude. Like, a shit ton of towels. So this why guy's is there just, always like some whack job that this does I don't, weird stuff? I don't know it. if he's crazy or if he's just, I don't know. But he sets everything up and then, so he's, he's fully nude in there. And then he starts doing yoga. <laughs> but he's doing like, like, He's doing yoga, but I, I say yoga, but in reality, he's doing two fucking poses. He's doing downward dog. No, he's, he's not, not doing dude. downward dog. Naked. I swear Shut on my the hell up. Swear on my life. <laughs> this happened today, <laughs> bro. What do you mean today? Every, almost every time I see him in there, that's what he does. It gets worse. But does he do it like I'm naked. right in front of you, bro? He's naked. He's you fucking. Know what I mean? that's, like, it's not a big room. Yeah. So he's doing downward dog, and he and while he's up there, so ass is up in the air. Did his, you guys make eye contact at the bottom? It was eye to ball contact. Uh, you can't, <laughs> you can't. Help, your eyes are drawn. You can't help it. You're like, Whoa. don't look. Oh my god. Oh. So he's like, like just ass up in the air, <laughs> and it's not like he points his ass towards the wall. His head is towards the wall, so his ass is up towards Dude. the fucking room. He's and he's like, and he's sitting there, and you hear him like, <clears throat> like making all these sounds and shit. Then he goes down from downward dog to I don't know what position it is where you're uh, you're like you're pressing your upper, upper chest facing, up. like a McKinsey yeah. stretch. So it looks like he's like he just like he's penetrating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like his oh, hips yeah, are low. Yeah, yeah. McKinsey stretch. And he's like, <sighs> and then dude, that's that and then is... he presses back. But this is that's not all. There's more. Oh, uh, yeah. Good. Then he sits down, and I'm not making this up. This is the part that almost gets me kicked out because uh, I mean I don't I'm not a violent. You guys know me. I'm not a violent person, but I'm gonna punch him next time. He sits there and he fucking spits. In what? the sauna? He's in the steam room on his own towel, but he spits and you hear him. And he does that. And then, and then he does his breathing. And then he gets in and does his yoga shit. And I'm oh, like, dude, if I was with you, I would say some 100%. Like, like, there's I, no way. There's no way I'm sitting I said, there to see that. I said, Hell no. I said twice. I'm like, what are you doing? And he ignores me. And I'm like, you can't, like, you can't spit in here. And he ignores me. So either he's, he's, he doesn't understand English. Or he understands the language of fist to face because that's what happened next. Because I don't want to see your ass, cheeks spread, or you spitting on your fucking towel anymore. It's gross, dude. <laughs> that's a, that's horrible. It's disgusting. You should like, talk what? to Oscar. Literally, um, like what? You should is tell that Oscar. Guy? Yeah. Just tell him. Uh, yeah, I hate to be a tattletale and stuff like that, but I mean, Jesus. I mean, if you don't, because if that, otherwise, I would say something, and then and if someone's gonna be a, he's not. You gonna, know, nobody else appreciates that. See, you know here's I mean? the here's the problem. He's got like. Like if let's say I, here's a, here's what was going through my my mind I'm like I'm gonna confront him like very very blunt like get right in his face and tell him like what are you doing, but he's totally naked, yeah. which is the best defense against right. any aggression. Yeah, you don't want to touch that. Yeah, I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, what if he like, what if he's weird? What if he comes like he pushes me? <laughs> <laughs> what if he gets hard and he's yeah. running after Whoa. me? Ah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, disgusting. Also, that is disgusting. Yeah, horrible. it's horrible. Yeah. It's not the worst things I've seen in steam rooms and saunas, but it's not. But I mean, <laughs> I don't it's, understand what why people think that's okay. Why would you? And I, here's the thing: if you're by yourself, 
you know, by all means, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, when I'm in there by myself, I'm stretching and I'm kind of doing stuff Are like that. Are you doing that too? What do they call that? Couth? Like, he has no couth. I don't even heard that word. You yeah. heard that word? That's a good word. Yeah. It's a word of the day. That's a good word. What's, yeah. can, Adam's going to use it now. Watch. I'm going to. Go, go, yeah, look no, it I'll, up. No, 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 I'm going to. I need to look it up first so I know how to use it. Right. <laughs> Just use it wrong. Is it a verb? Uh, who cares? <laughs> is that a verb he, or an adjective? He'll make it sound racist or I think, something. Yeah, I, I think Kuth is uh, whatever. I don't know what it is. You don't know is a verb? I'm going to look it up. I, while I know Justin talking. used it right. Yeah. That's he, what I do know. No, it's like he has no class. He has no like tact. Yeah, there you go. That's it. That's correct. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's not the worst thing I've seen. It's not as bad as the guy that, you know, and this is because, you know, managing gyms, you see everything. Remember I told you guys about the guy that just decided to pee? Oh, in the sauna. What are you doing now? No. You don't do that. No, no, no. Uh, I was looking in. Uh, uh, someone told me there was someone in there acting weird. <laughs> so I walked over to the sauna to see who was acting weird. And there was a guy, so the door's glass, right? It's a glass door. Oh and the God. guy's inside the sauna looking out of the glass door, just looking at me naked. He's and he sees, he sees me walking up to him. Yeah. And he just starts, like, he doesn't grab his dick and pee. He just starts peeing. He just pees. And it just, and like, he looked at me. you. Yeah, while he's watching me. <laughs> like, he's daring me to say something about it. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to let him finish. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It just, yeah. He's, I'm like, whoa. Doing some alpha shit. There. Am, I, am I spelling this wrong? How do you spell it? C O U. Oh, C O U. Yeah. I mean, I heard, I haven't actually seen anything crazy, but like it was mainly the showers. It was the, the whole pooping in the shower thing. With, Did you with, see the With pooping? the ladies. It wasn't even the guys. Ladies the pooped in the shower? Yeah, Good man. job, Joe. You did use that well. Yeah. yeah. Why? It's an adjective. I've only seen see? the poop in the shower once. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was a guy. You saw it in the women's bathroom? No, I didn't. Like uh, somebody came out of it and like was like, ah, yeah. like some some lady shit. See, I wish it shower. was it was in the ladies because then she have to shit in the shower. Boom. Yeah, that's the worst place to poop. I know. It's in the shower. Yeah, Dude, it's, it's I, would like, say, I wouldn't say it's the worst place. It's not, not meant for that. It's it's not. It's close. Well, what are you gonna do if it's you know it's got little holes? You know, you gotta smash that in there. Well, <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> like, yeah. Think about the logistics. Well, a hard enough <laughs> a hard enough pressured shower will get it down there. Uh, that's yeah, gross. Yes. That, uh, I think I've had a few emergencies. I, I told you I had to <laughs> I had to hose it down when I saw someone and I hosed <laughs> yeah. it in there. Little did I know that power pressure hose would speckle it everywhere. <laughs> oh, Dear God, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like. Going to a, a mud show. I'm yeah. telling you, dude. It's it's uh <laughs> like you go to a gym that's got the wet areas, the pool and jacuzzi and stuff like that. Unless it's a very high class gym, I wouldn't go in. Yeah, I've seen some stuff. Well, I mean, this is a pretty high class gym. You still get shenanigans. You yeah, know? people just have. I'm gonna have to say something next yeah, time. Yeah, to you the, should to the boss man. Can yeah. you uh can Stop you that. can we talk a little bit about what's going on with Bayer right now? Oh yeah, Bayer the. F- Big pharmaceutical company. So the Bayer just it, bought Monsanto. Bayer aspirin, right? That's what that's what I'm familiar with. They make with. aspirin, but they also make uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Did, did you tell me? Did you say clouds? You, didn't you tell me they killed Jews too? Back in the day, <laughs> wow, dude, wow. Did you say? that? I clearly told you not to bring that up. <laughs> Allegedly, okay. We have no tie to that information. No, they had some connections to making the gas that was using the gas chambers. Yeah. So anyway, Bayer's got a really bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay. I want to talk yeah, about we that. Just no, 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 no. Blew no, no. past that. I, no, no, no. I don't know enough about it I to know. make. Those kind of, uh, but I, but when you read about Bayer, they have a very sordid past. There's a, there's a history that they have of, yeah, of doing do some, your own research. Like so they, they like that. they, like they put out, uh, what was it? Um, they did, uh, was it, what is it, blood plasma or something that they, they were, they were given to people in the, in the late seventies, I believe that. And they, it was, it was 
it was bad and people got HIV from it. I heard it. about like heroin. And See, this is what happens. They made heroin. When we, they were don't, the first when made we heroin. don't prepare for episodes. I would love to do a little bit of research. I'll do it while you guys are talking. Anyway, a very interesting past. Let's put it that anyway, way. Anyway, yeah. bottom line is you have big pharma buying big uh, biotech GMO. Wow, I mean, 1863 they've been around, huh? Yeah. Makes time. makes a lot of sense. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, and then Jap- uh, I think Oh, it was shit. J- they made heroin? Well, yeah. That, but that, back then, everybody made heroin. Yeah, back then, that was like the... Have you ever seen... God, what was that show? The Nick? Have you no. ever seen that? Oh, no. they they did a great job at like showing a lot of the uh, the surgeons way back in the day where they're trying to figure all the stuff out and like how to open people up, how to give them drugs. Like they, they, you know, they're using heroin to treat people, all that kind of stuff. They showed a lot of that. It was yeah. pretty fascinating. Yeah. No, I mean, we still have heroin now, prescription heroin. You know, that's uh, they, they're saying that's one of the reasons why. Uh, well, that's the like, heroin epidemic has grown so much as people really? are starting with. Yeah, they, they treat people with that. Not actual heroin; it's uh, opiates, uh, oh, you know, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. very, very similar. Right. Um, and uh, like uh, what Percocet, I think, is one of them. And well, you're you're, you're thinking of um, stronger uh, oxycontins. Is that Ox- yeah? Oxycontin is like so. If you if you were to break the oxycontin is basically time released heroin in a sense. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's a, it's like the, the highest dosage of it's opiate. an opiate. Oh yeah, it's the highest. Like you mean oh. your Percocets, your your it's high. <laughs> your, your Percocets, your Vicodin, all those. Those are all opiates. And that's kind of like the gateway, right? They say once you start taking that, then you move and you graduate all the way up to like Oxycontins. And Oxycontins are basically time-released heroin. Really? Yeah. Well, see, what they're saying is uh, that- Strung out degree. What they're saying is that um, this, the, you know, because prescription opiates have exploded over the past, I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, right along with it, uh, heroin, ep- another heroin ep- epidemic, excuse me, I uh, can't speak English today. Uh, seems to be seems to be growing as well, and a lot of these people start with prescription pills and then move on to yeah. Well, you know how it works, heroin. right? So when you, you you graduate like this, so I, and I have uh, actually have a handful of close people to me that I've watched this happen to, so it's it's really scary, and it's really sad when it happens, and it normally happens with somebody who di- does start off with uh, you know they had some sort of an injury or whatever that they get introduced to mm-hmm. Vicodin or Percocet and uh, find out how wonderful it is. Uh, because when when you do take opiates like that, there's actually there's it's like a happy drug. That's yeah. what, you know what I'm saying. It, I can totally see that happening. Like, it I, literally, I, aside from just making you numb and feeling yeah. awesome, and then in addition that you, to it, it also promotes happiness. Do you guys feel that when you take Vicodin? Yeah, yeah, that, really. That, that yeah. was my reaction because like I vividly remember one of my friends. He had knee like surgery. He, he had torn his ACL, and like I was just hanging out with him after a football game on Sunday, and he just gave me one of them. We're sitting there and we're just chilling and. It was like this, oh, euphoric, like you really, know, like oh yeah, it was. Yeah. Like, oh, if I would, if I would have to choose to be, if I had to be an addict, just and relaxing. There was one thing, and you had to choose whether it'd be I like, I can't, alcohol can't or a drug or which one would you be an addict to? It would be that for sure. Yeah. You know yeah. why I'm saying? You know why I'm? I'm it's like shocking to hear that for me because I've used Vicodin before. I had shoulder surgery and they gave it to me, and I had dislocated my knee and they gave it to me. And they'll give me a bottle of, you know, five or ten or whatever. And I always only ever use one because I fucking hate the way it makes me feel. I feel dizzy, nauseous. I feel shitty. And I'm wondering if there's there's got to be a strong genetic component. Right? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Why some people it's like, like it. split in half. I, I know people just like you. There. You're one like, of the other. It's, a, it's, like a, it. it's a love hate thing yeah. for sure. It's either either you love it or you hate it. Like you, it's and it for you know just like the gene. You know people that are with that with alcohol. Some people can have 15 beers a day and they feel wonderful. They sleep great and they wake up awesome. And then other people that you have two beers like me and I feel like. Well, shit, see, I'm so. glad I don't like that kind of stuff because I I have I a know. very I have an obsessive personality with things and um 
yeah, but I hate it. I, I, I'll use Vicodin. I'm like, give me a, give me a, a <laughs> yeah, ibuprofen. Like literally right after that, I was like, oh, I'm not touching that again. <laughs> really? But the, yeah. main, the main thing in it that makes you feel that way, it's it's the opiate inside there and yeah. the strength level of it. So when you start off with like a, a Vicodin or whatever, then you progress to like a Percocet, which is kind of like double the strength of that. And then you then what happens is these guys, and I watch, like I said, I watch this happen with my buddies. They start off and you're taking like, you know, a couple a day. And then you start taking like five a day. And then you start God taking dang. 10. Then you start taking like 20. Really? Oh, yeah. bro. One of my buddies was taking 50 of these a day. Oh, my what? God. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. so then you did get, he get, a, get Did he get off of them? Well, well, eventually I had to rehab and go through the whole process. Like coming off of that stuff is pretty, is vicious. Because you know that OxyContin is now approved for children uh, as young as 11. I heard Damn that. It. It's crazy. That's horrible. It is. And and you know what's even crazier? It's cr- is, know, that, is that they just, uh, they just reviewed marijuana as a, for medical use and they just said no schedule yeah. one no medicinal use but oxycontin is for you know give it to your 11 year old child dude yeah that's that's you can't backwards t- it's it's so blatantly it's not even the debate like it's not even something like okay let's have a discussion i can see your point and you can see my you're literally you're literally bullshitting us like it's not even a mm-hmm. part, it's not even there's no argument like you can't Give me any doctor, anybody in front of me, yeah. and I will bl- I will blast them in a debate. Not because I'm smarter, but because there there are there is no argument. There is no. none. I don't understand it. Uh-uh. It makes no fucking sense how they could do that yeah. and then give oxycontin to to children. No, it's craziness. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous where it's going. But it's it's a scary thing to watch. And then what eventually ends up happening is somebody who is graduated from taking 50 of those a day they finally go like holy shit okay that's because those on the on the black market you're like five to ten dollars a pill uh for those things so <laughs> holy shit yeah yeah so, so then, spending like 50 bucks a day on this stuff oh we, more than that i said they take up to 50 pills a day oh my god Do the math yeah more like 250 to 300 dollars a day on pills jeez so what ends up happening is you go like oh my god well heroin is only this much and it's 10 times stronger and i you even though in your head those people those same people tell themselves oh i would never inject something in me you start to go like well how much am i taxing my liver by eating 50 pills mm. and it and then there's this there's this this switch that happens to people where they go Fuck it's it's almost healthier for me to to take care of. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how it works. Well, I think otherwise the, you would just take his pills would be easier. I think at that point when you're when you're making those kind of rationalizations, you're no longer oh, yeah, you're, uh, you're no logical. Yeah, you're it's the drug that's you're talking. high thinking about that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you're already on one like crazy and that's you know, I, I it, a, it amazes me uh cuz this speaks to something a little larger in the human psyche where what we tend to do, because you, you, as humans, we're subjective in everything. We try, you know, you try to be objective, but there's always a subjective part of you. And what we'll do is we'll want something really bad, and then we will create an argument or a defense for it in support of it mm-hmm. to ourselves. We uh, literally close and bullshit ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like someone's like, I really want to get high, but, you know, it's probably not as good to take pills. And, you know, I should, if I injected it, it'd be better. So it's like you create this, this argument to support your bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I did. It was it was a while back. When was it? I shared this in an episode where I went. Th- I went through when I f- I battled this a little bit. Yeah, you, you know. And you I don't know. about it. And it was, it was uh, Mark Bell's interview. I think. Oh, was that? That's what yeah. it was. It was Mark Bell's interview where we we discussed this a tiny bit. And when I went through it, it was uh, it was pretty crazy to to realize it. You, you know, most people I don't think really even realize it. And for me, I, I, I pride myself on being very self aware. And when I I kind of like woke up and realized, holy shit, these are like withdrawal uh, symptoms that i'm going through and boy is it powerful and wow is it tough to get a hold of this Mm. 
And I was at no, I mean, I was, I got up to the point after I had, I had gone through my surgery and stuff where I was bumping up. And I think I was up to like seven or eight of these things in a day, which sounds like a ton. But man, when the doctor prescribes every four hours, you're supposed to take one to two. It's pretty easy to get up there. And when they're telling you like, oh, we'll stay ahead of the pain. And then in order to stay ahead of the pain, you're like, you're just con every three hours now you're throwing one in your mouth. Well, that's, it's really quick to get up to seven. You don't even realize it. So, you know, that's the, the scary part is, you know, you, and then you get to that point and it's like, you justify in your head, I just want to feel better, my pain and this and that. And then it just comes this out of control train. And when you're dealing with something like that, like where there's this these physical symptoms that are happening to you, like, I mean, it's 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 unreal and it's a very challenging uh, thing for most people. And then you start, like you said, start making all this. You start justifying all of it in your head why this is OK. And it's like, oh, you know, I need to do this. And it's just this. It's correct. I remember my uh, my cousin and my I've, I've had family, I've had friends that have all battled this and we were sharing stories of like, you know, self realization of when you realize this was all going on and at what point did you, you know, check yourself in a rehab or fix this. And, uh, man, my buddy told me this, this one story and he goes, you know, I knew I had a problem one time when I had chewed up 30, right? He says, I'd, I'd put 30 in my mouth and I would chew them all up. And he says, and I swallowed them and, and it was like instantly I had like a reflex and I vomited them all up. Ugh. And if they th I threw up all over the floor oh, and, no, don't and, tell he, me. and he goes, and then I, I looked down and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to waste. So I picked them all up Ugh. and I, I ate them again. I knew that wow. was coming. And, and, you know, he's like, that's when I knew I had a, had a problem. And I'm like, holy Rock shit. Bottom. Well, you know, you just made me feel better about myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, prescription op uh, opiate um, overdoses uh, in America are is exploding. Oh, yeah. huge. It's like it's in, the, you know it's in the tens of thousands. It's one of the number one, you know, I think if, if not the largest uh overdose uh we're you know, on death. well it's the biggest money machine i mean that that was the surprising part about the monsanto connection there it's like monsanto you think about it's a fucking enormous company i'm like how the hell can a company come and buy them out yeah 66 so much money 66 billion bear alone that's just one of the, the pharmaceutical dollars. companies yeah Billion dollars. That's, that's crazy. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's pretty. That's a insane. lot of money, dude. But yeah, these these this 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 epidemic of opiate use and uh, over uh, you know overdoses, it's pretty scary because you're dealing with uh, a super highly addictive substance with uh, overdose potential, which is very high. I mean, some drugs have higher, you know, uh, risk of death, and opiates are right up there. Mm -hmm. And then you've got drugs with very very low you know, uh, risk of overdose. You know, we're on the opposite coast of this too. You know that, right? Like we're, so Florida is- Oh, the worst. Yeah, and they, they are, they uh -huh. are like, so the way we are with medical marijuana in California, how we're the most popular when it comes to that as far as dispensaries and, you know, you could literally, sure. anybody could walk into a doctor in, in, uh, in California and say, I have trouble sleeping or I have headaches yeah, or, and it. they send, they write you a prescription and you can go to any dispensary, or literally, or whatever. yeah, literally anybody can do that. And it's that, it's that simple in California. So then you're, and then you're legal and you can go to a dispensary. So, uh, in Florida, it's the same thing, but for painkiller. So they have these little hubs just like, um, just like we have marijuana dispensaries, but they like specialize in, oh, wow. in, in pain. And it's all the opiate-based drugs, so it's all the Oxycontins, the Percocets, the Vicodins, things mm -hmm. like that. And it's that easy to where you can just be like, oh, my knee really hurts and bothers me, this and that. And they'll be like, oh, here you go. Here's your prescription, and then you go and do it. And so the big hustle over there, I know guys that would actually 
travel over there and then they would load up on, you know, $50,000 worth of, of painkillers. Then you come over to the West Coast and then you turn around and flip it into a quarter million. Well, so they found that uh, it's actually <laughs> this is a very uh, clear statistic now is that states that legalize uh, medical marijuana um, have over time lower and lower and lower, lower uh, prescription mm-hmm. painkiller use, mm-hmm. in particular opiates. Uh, opiate use drops considerably mm-hmm. when states have medical marijuana being who legalized. Do you, who do you think campaigns against medical marijuana? Who's paying, paying for all the campaigning? 100%. In fact, in fact, Florida. That's why people are so blinded by like these stupid studies that came out. Right. It's like, dude, when companies like, and I'm not saying Bayer is one of them, because I'm sure they are though, but companies like that are there, they don't want to see. Marijuana flourish. No, they it's, don't a wanna, com- it's a competitor. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like you know, it's fucking. You're already Pepsi. You don't want yeah. Coca Cola to come around. You don't want anybody else to alcohol. Until they can encapsulate it themselves and figure all that out. Well, alcohol, yeah. uh, alcohol, and prescription drug companies are two of the biggest um, advocates for maintaining marijuana prohibition, and they just so happen to be huge, you know, huge lobbies yeah. because people when when they again when they have legalized marijuana or medicinal marijuana, alcohol use drops as well. Mm-hmm. So and alcohol doesn't want anybody competing with. Then that. you have to wonder too, how many of them are super gangster and they got their hands on both sides. Oh you're, yeah, you're it's back, happening. You're backdooring the you're you're backdooring the black you're, market. You're hedging with your bets. Fucking well, place, dude. here's here's the thing. Super Here, gangster. Here's the thing. I think if you're one of these big companies, what you're going to do is you're going to look at the trends, and then when it looks like it's going in that direction, that's when you start to hedge your yeah, bets. Yeah, they're waiting. They're yeah. waiting for the legal, you know, because legalization. Don't think for one second, uh, what if marijuana ever becomes federally legalized, uh, that some of the biggest producers of marijuana will instantly be like Marlboro. Oh these, yeah, we these, talked about yeah, that already. Yeah. yeah, they've had, they've had their, they've had, they've got what are they? They're got, waiting. Like, they have the crops. And they already the have. They already have like three three hundred and something patents. Yeah. They already own like the rights to fucking yeah, the government names. owns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like they're, they they have plants already. So <laughs> that's what they're, people have no idea what they're setting themselves up for right now. They're like, that's why I'm out of that industry. Everybody was wondering like, why did you get out? Now everybody wants. Now that it's all comfortable and it's easy to be get involved in it, everyone's like, you know, oh, should we do this or I want to do this? Yeah. My friends doing this. Tech companies are like buying yeah, these. Yeah, dude, enjoy dumb ideas. Well, the good news is enjoy you your grow, two you to three yourself. year run right now. You know, what'd you say? <gasps> it <gasps> it he, took my marijuana. He looks high. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. All right, our first question is from 500 Days of Fuck You. Oh, my favorite. Can a bad diet make an injury feel worse or take longer to heal? So this is a this is an easy question to answer because a bad diet will make everything feel yeah, worse. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A bad diet will make feel like a turd. Will make around. not an injury feel worse. Uh, I mean, on the extreme case, yeah. You, but let's t- let's talk about uh, some examples of that. Like, you, well, I was going to say, I mean, if if you're, uh, I mean, on the extreme side, if you're malnourished, if you have a really bad diet and you're get not getting certain nutrients definitely will take you longer to heal. And in some cases, you won't heal with yeah. certain nutrients. Mm. Uh, in, uh, and now, if we go down the scale, and you're now you're, you're, you're not malnourished, you just have a bad diet, uh, inflammatory markers can be elevated, and the body can feel worse um, than it really is. Uh, you know, there's lots of other reasons why a bad diet might make an injury hard, you know, take longer to heal, like because you feel crappy, maybe you move less, maybe you do less yeah. rehab. 
you know. Uh, well, for you got to fight everything internally while you're you're trying to mend and heal your body. Like it's just it's just common sense, dude. Like it, if you if you're gonna eat shit food, you know it's not gonna really produce like a good healing environment and a good movement pattern for you. Like you're saying, like you're not motivated to get up and do healthy things. Well, it's interesting. It, what's interesting to me is how much we've separated uh, our food. Uh, or, or at least we consider food something that doesn't necessarily affect everything. Like, yeah. you know, it's just food, right? But you're literally, uh, that's that's almost everything. I mean, what you eat and drink, you know, what you put in your mouth, um, those are all chemical reactions. Those are all signals. Those are all, uh, you know, influencing your body's chemistry uh, and how it operates. And what you eat influences everything. Yeah. It influences everything and you eat every single day. This is something you do on a daily basis for the rest of your life or at least, you know, almost daily basis for the rest of your life. It's going to it's going to affect your entire system. So, will it affect how your body chooses to heal or its ability to heal? You better believe it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. big time. Well, you mean this is where you really start to dive into all the uh, micronutrients, right? Well, you know, you, mm-hmm. you see stuff on labeling, you see people promoting vitamin D, vitamin K, vitamin E, what are all these things for? You know, like if you're somebody iron, like if you're somebody who bruises really easy, you know, a lot of that's uh, some sort of a nutrient deficiency or you're somebody who gets cut and then takes a really long time for your skin to repair. Like these are all normally micronutrient deficiencies that people are not getting in their regular diet. And these are all little signals. You, you have hair loss. All of a sudden your hair is falling out, stuff like that. You're, you're dizzy. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You're, you look, Fatigue. you look pale or kind of green look to you. Your skin doesn't look really healthy. Uh-huh. Like these are all signs of your body telling you that it's, it's malnourished somewhere. And yeah, man, you, if you have an injury, then when you, when something happens like that, right? Like it's, that's a, a, an acute stress, you would say, right? Like an injury would be considered acute stress. So the body wants to prioritize using nutrients and using things to recover that. But if it's already prioritizing the little bit of nutrient, it's already malnourished. It's already not getting stuff like that to, to run and to, to, to be efficient as it is. And then you put stress on it on more stress on top of it. You know, this is an extreme example. It's why I liked it as a question, because this is a lot of where people have a hard time. They stall out with their results and fat loss and muscle gain because, you know, you your body has all these functions and things that it needs to it needs to perform and it needs nutrients in order to do that. And then we go in the gym and then we go bang it up some more in hoping that we're going to burn a bunch of fat and build a bunch of muscle. But when your body is 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 struggling to get all the nutrients it needs just to run efficiently and then you're asking more from it. It's it's you're not going to get the most out of it. And I just I like this, too, because I just had a client. uh, I just recently started somebody who I'm coaching right now. She's on her. She's not even a complete month. Right. And the first process we do is I assess their eating and and just kind of look at it. And I I talked briefly recently about the most common things I see, the overconsumption of sugar, the lack of uh, dietary fiber, the you know, overconsumption or grossly underconsumption of protein, the overconsumption of, of, of carbs and the undereating of fat and healthy fats. And all of this stuff really fucking matters. And it matters so much. Like, I, so this client, I just, I literally tweaked a few things. I increased her fiber. I bumped up her healthy fats, kept her, her protein was actually fine in this person. And I lowered her carbohydrates. And, but I wanted her calories high and her calories are actually higher. And this, this is a weight loss person. And, you know, two weeks into that, she's like texting me back, like my body's dropping body fat. Like, I don't understand. I'm not, you, you've pulled out cardio from me. You've done it. Like, why, why am I, why am I getting leaner? I'm like, well, your, your body's now starting to work for you finally. Like it's finally starting to 
pay you dividends for being a healthier person and you're not even having to work that hard to see these results. That's the difference of, you know, and that's the uh, getting injured or something is the extreme example of that, right? Well, I mean, uh, science is starting to show now, for example, uh, having a healthy fatty acid uh, profile or intake, you know, eating your omega-3s and eating adequate fats will reduce your risk of skin cancer and will increase your ability to, believe it or not, tan or not burn in the sun. Now, there's lots of anecdote behind this. Uh, actually, one of the one of the number one things I hear from people who in- bump their fat intake up, healthy fat intake up, and drop their sugar or carbohydrate intake down is that they uh, can tan better and they don't sunburn as much. Now, sunburn is a type of injury. It's damage to the skin. Mm-hmm. And so your fatty acid intake will influence uh, how how well you tan and how you don't, you know, injure yourself. Um, you know, th- this 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 can apply to everything uh, in your body and and your your inflammatory markers and how your body heals is influenced very very heavily by your diet. In fact, you can eat a diet that's so bad that mundane activities and just living causes injury-like inflammation to parts of your body. So, uh, yeah, I mean, eating a very good, healthy, you know, whole food based uh, diet with adequate fat intake and very, very low you know, processed food intake and low sugar intake will help everything in your body um, work better, um, in, especially healing from injury or illness. Yeah, Definitely. you still want to work against your body and all the mechanisms in place. Work with your body. Exactly. Cossack Conditioning is asking, what do you think about the food industry having unrestricted marketing ability to kids? Mm, That's an interesting question. So here's one that will probably cause a little little debate and anger. Okay. Um, So here's the thing. When we're talking about, you know, regulating uh, people's ability to speak, because that's what that is. Like if it's a company and they're going to market um, it's that's a form of speech, and mm. I'm always very wary about uh, you know regulating people's speech because uh, where do, who determines what do we what we regulate? Mm, who determines, socialism, right? Uh, well, it's just I mean that's we're just, on our way that way. That's just a, that's just a very uh, it's just a, it's a it's a liberty. It's protected. Uh, it's you know it's in our Bill of Rights, and um, it's there for a reason. You know, once we start to regulate how people speak. Um, that's a, that's a slope that you start to slide down and starts to turn into other things. And you got to ask yourself who determines which company can advertise to kids. So let's, let's take a look, for example, last 30 to 40 years, uh, the FDA says that a diet that's 60% carbohydrates, especially coming from grains, um, is healthy. So if we allowed, if we said, yes, regulate the food industry, then uh, there would be all kinds of grain, cereal, or whatever advertising towards kids and very, very little of things that may have healthy fats because, remember, fats were considered bad. So that's number one. Like, who determines what uh, is regulated and what isn't regulated? I don't trust those people. You see what I'm saying? I just Mm. don't trust anybody to regulate that shit. Do you know who I trust the most to regulate what my kids see, watch, read, hear, whatever. Yourself. Myself. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, look, look at the internet, for example. The internet is a bastion of unregulated anarchy. I mean, I could go on the internet and find anything. Uh, but as a result of the lack of regulation, you have lots of private, you know, regulatory, you know, things you could buy for your computer, regulate for your kids, well, and I would, watch what they do. Yeah. And so, I mean, this, no, I don't think that they should be regulated. I want to hear Justin. I would, I would agree with you to a point. Uh, I would feel like the point that you made as far as you being able to determine what your kids 
watch and all that, I feel like we should be able to empower that even more. So as far as like having the decision to um, say I'm not watching TV while they're watching TV and I don't want certain ads uh, coming on while, you know, it's on this particular network. Like, that's important to me. I don't want some it's coming. Some, some crazy shit on there when I'm not watching what they're watching. It's coming, dude. What, you, but, what you're saying is coming. So what I'm saying is that we should have, you know, so, it, I mean, it's more in the privatized sector, I, I, yeah. w- I would think. But giving you the ability like to... Like a filter on your yeah, television. like create like, the filter yourself, so right? Uh, so I, I, I want to create that filter. I want to create that filter with like... You know, shitty sugar cereals that are just bombarding them, and they're they're you know they, dude, kids are so impressionable with that stuff. They have that down to a, a, a ridiculous science, and you know, for me, it, it, it irritates the shit out of me because, uh, you know, they're spending so much money uh, right underneath your nose on uh, making that sort of impact on your children, and it doesn't matter how much you know you think you can control all that. They influence them whether you're watching them or not. Well, what's the difference if that's what that's what we did? with cigarettes what exactly with what's, advertising what's, yeah what's the deal yeah, I, if sugar I, I don't miss cigarette commercials you know what i'm saying I, I, I here's the thing with cigarettes first of all it was you, you couldn't advertise uh cigarettes to kids because they're underage that's different okay so but, but you're talking that's about a regulation this, and this is where this is where i'm going with yeah this. that's I, exactly thank you because that's that's kind of how i feel with like certain issues being marketed to kids like there there are things where i'm like no way in in hell and is that coming to so my house? If you have something like that, and, and I, I, I choose to use cigarettes as an extreme example, although I think it's it's fits just fine here, considering that obesity is passed up fucking cancer and cigarettes, right? So uh, I definitely think that um, some sort of regulation is, whether it be, like Justin said, an option that you have as a parent or that it's uh, you know nationwide. Because here's the thing. Your kid at eight years old is not going to work and making money to go make a purchase. So they're not even they're not even a fair target market, really, unless but you're paying dirty if you are. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to brainwash brainwash the children by pumping commercials to them, they're not even the one they're not they don't even have the right yet to make a purchase. They're not making a purchase. They don't make money. So let me tell you what this screams it's, to me. What yeah. that screams to me is this. It's it's no different than me saying, Hey government, uh I I need your help raising my kids. I want you to to, to regulate what they might watch, what they might read, what they might do, and that is a that is a position you never well, ever yeah. want to put. If you put, but what if it's in the local size? Like if you're all voting for it as a community, you know what I mean? Like as instead of like a federal issue, like where they're all mandating all this for everybody to consume, like you. Like you have a collective idea in, in your school of what you want to present as Here, education. So here's here's the thing. Here's how you vote. Uh, the way you vote is you don't buy uh, those shitty products. And by the way, for people who are listening right now, say oh, it doesn't work. No, it fucking works. Go to the store right now, and the sugary cereals and the shitty cereal sales have been dropping consistently now for a little while. It's way lower than when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, sugar consumption is starting to drop. Shitty food consumption is starting to drop. Organic food market that you know those those markets are starting to grow. Yeah, the pendulum swinging the other because direction. people Slowly, are becoming educated, and it has nothing to do with regulations. It has nothing to do with. In fact, government regulations follow the market. It's usually not. It's never the other way around. When people started to look at cigarettes and say, "Ooh, I don't want to smoke them anymore," that's when the government came in and said, oh, "Okay, we're going to start making all these decisions on cigarettes." But before that, it was government coming out. You know, partially funding these studies that said cigarettes weren't bad, were fine, were, right. weren't bad for you. I do not trust 
any of these people to make these decisions for me. Uh, I, I like that argument. I think that's a very fair argument. I think I think you both bring up a great point. Um, I do like the idea. That I think there's a I think there's a medium though. I think there's a way. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you be able to? Uh, you have i mean we already they've already gone to the point now where like let's say um your your kid has to put in a password to unlock certain channels and certain things like that right right why would it be similar uh as that's far- what i hope for. well I well mean, he, well here's the thing uh well you know what though i say that and then i think about what i think the future of advertising is yep. we're not gonna have commercials anymore it's gonna look like you guys familiar with spike tv how they do it yeah have you watched how they do that like with the oh, okay so this is how i think the future of all uh commercials will look so we all know that you mo- like I think the population now I forget what the number was when I read it last that is you know you stream everything or you TiVo it right very few people watch yeah. their favorite show at eight o'clock yeah. when it when it goes so what does everybody do you fast forward the commercial so what the fuck is the point of a commercial anymore if your people are fast forwarding through it so now what Spike does and they've been doing this for quite some time now and I think is the future of most all television is while you're watching your show it the TV goes from full screen to shrinks down to about eighty percent. And then the 20% on the outside of the bar is like, you know, Bud Light comes in. Right. Bud Light comes in. While you're still watching right. your show, there's no break in your your, Correct. In, your entertainment, but you get these little pop-ups right. of, here's, here's the which thing. how do you regulate that now? Well, here's the thing. When well, you, uh, broad- fucking trick cereal comes up yeah. and your kid's watching. <laughs> yeah, you know no, no. But, bo- broadca- exactly. Broadcast uh, media is going to be a thing of the past. It's all going to be streaming and you're going to well, pick think, what you want to watch. Yeah, you pay for it like based off of the, the show, right? So you pay for the show to not have commercials. There you or, go. Or if they're advertising, like Pandora does. Yeah, then, then you can you can sort of screen through it that Correct. way. Correct. Yeah. Plus, that, I like that because then it gives you option as a parent. You can say, "Hey, I'm willing to pay. Yeah, I'm willing to spend an extra mm-hmm. seven ninety nine a month to to regulate my kids from, and then they get their fucking revenue. So you can pay your your companies and your advertisers. Right. are still their seven ninety nine that you, you get from me a month look, or whatever. But here, there's also something to consider. First of all, yes, that's that's going to happen. Uh, it's happening. It's because of the market. It has nothing to do with regulations. That's all market driven. That's all yeah. technology driven. Right. Technology is heavily unregulated, and yet it continues to improve and give people. You're trying what they to want. cut out Big Brother. If I, I put, if you put Big Brother on, you're going to create a bureaucracy. You're going to create a new agency. You're going to create an agency that's going to become corrupted by no, people right. who have more money than you. No, you're right. You're right. You're it's, right. It's a fucking waste of time. Look, let me put it this way, okay? Uh, drugs, the heavily, most heavily regulated thing in America. People still use drugs. You can find drugs in prison. Prison is the most controlled environment. So people are always about. I want to be so. It's true. It is a great. It's fucking true. Like, oh, I want to be. I want to be so safe. Government, please make everything safe for me. Keep me from you know being exposed. Keep myself. You know what they could do? They could save me. Government. Nothing could be. Nothing could be more regulated and more safe than the fucking prison. And guess what? You're You're gonna get fucking shivs in there. You're gonna get fucking drugs in there. You're gonna get all kinds of crazy. shit Why have you never used that argument before? That is such a. That is such a great argument to anybody that likes likes regulation and wants the government involved no. in anything it's like motherfucker you have it at prison go tell me if you want to live there yeah you'll be able to because con- <laughs> that shit's just you'll as be able to control your own thing more look, dangerous. i tell you what my kids even more dangerous than spoke yeah, my, my kids <laughs> barely ever watch place, regular man. tv now you know what my kids watch all the time youtube netflix and youtube I bet. Yeah. those are the two biggest things that they watch and i have more hopefully mind pump tv more mind pump yeah tv they don't listen to the show though yeah mind definitely pump, not for kids no, no, not no, mind no, pump no, tvs no. for them yeah buck 315 what do you think about 10,000 calorie cheat days as fitness celebrities promote oh on YouTube? Boy. So, uh, oh so 10,000 calories. I, I haven't really seen this too much, this 10,000 calorie cheat day thing that's really? going on. Is this a thing? All I, I have to say is unless you're Michael Phelps, you know, fuck off. <laughs> 
Period. Yeah, that's not a, even the end of story. Part. Yeah, just yeah. everybody who's not Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah, unless you win that many I, gold I don't know. medals. Um, I don't know. I think the ten thousand calories. I think that's just an arbitrary number that he came up with. I don't think there's there's actual thing. Maybe though. I don't. Maybe there, what it is pop. What is very popular with all your fitness icons is this. You know, strict eating, and then you have your cheat days, and then that's yeah. ev- that's how everybody celebrates this cheat day. And I am super super against this. Yeah. Um, I've, I, this is one of the things, that uh, this was the biggest, one of the biggest things I stood against when I, when I t- was competing and I talked about the whole idea of getting in shape and, you know, trying to eat better and better, cleaner foods. And then this whole reintroducing shit food into your diet. Yeah. When people really understand the chemistry of what happens in your body, when you eat all that shit food, you wouldn't think that's a smart strategy. The justification people like Lane Norton's and stuff like that, that talk about when they eat process, they use this as a processed food because they talk about the the uh, the psychological part of it's healthy to allow yourself to have this freedom to be able to well, eat. Well, I would it. totally argue it's more psychologically damaging yes. than it is helping. 100% because then it becomes this thing that you can't, I can't wait till Saturday because Saturday, it fucking, it's on, man. I yeah. eat this, I eat yeah. that, and it becomes this, when really this it's is all- Totally imbalanced. It's totally the opposite of what we talk about. We're always trying to encourage people to have a healthier relationship with food. Do I say I'll never have a cupcake? Fuck no, I'll eat a cupcake. But the point is that, you know, it's I'm not what I'm trying to do is I'm always trying to fuel my body with the most optimal foods that are in there. Now, does that always happen? No, it doesn't always happen. But I'm always striving. You're not going to punish yourself. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to schedule a day that I poison myself for an entire day. And that's exactly what you're doing to overconsume by that much. You're fucking poisoning your body. I don't care how you look at it. Well, see, here's what happened to me back in the day when I used to do the whole cheat day, like eat clean, eat clean, eat clean, and then have cheat days because I knew it was a cheat day. Or even if it was a cheap meal, going into it, I anticipated it, like Adam was saying, like, oh, I get to, you know, my God, I can't wait till Saturday, you know, lunch or whatever, or Saturday all day. I anticipated it. It built it up. And then I would go nuts way more than I would if I was just living my life normally and I'm feeling good and I'm out with my girlfriend or we're at the store or whatever. And it's like, you know. You want to get a burger? Like, okay, let's get a burger. Like, it's not like today's our cheat day because yeah. then what would happen would be like burger, dessert, pizza and donuts pizza. Yeah. and fried chicken. It would, it would be that candy bars and shit. Exactly. It would make it. Uh, it would make it a lot worse. I think the 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 real key here is because you can. Okay, now to be clear, you can go in the opposite direction and and count everything all the time and never go off and. You know, stress out like to the max if you right. you know miss a meal or whatever. That's yeah, also that's unhealthy. That's also unhealthy. I think the best thing you can do, uh, you know, moving forward is if you want to have something and you are educated about it. I know what I'm gonna eat. It's not good for me, but I'm gonna enjoy this birthday or I'm gonna enjoy this lunch, this celebration, whatever. You go out and you do it. And here's the thing too. Another thing that I did uh, for myself when I would eat foods that were quote unquote bad. Um, is I would learn to enjoy them because on my cheat days, you know what I found myself doing? Scarfing them down. Yeah. It was like I couldn't get them in my mouth fast enough. You wouldn't even enjoy it. No, it was, it was like shoveling a, it. I'm just gonna crush it. Now, yeah. if I'm gonna go have a burger or a It's because you truly want it. You yeah, truly, I really truly, want you it. truly want it. It's a celebration. You're with, you know what I'm saying? It but is- I keep myself mindful. See, this is the thing. When people eat really bad food, especially on cheat days and stuff like that. It's not mindful. It's mindless. Yeah, they go in and they just just destroy it. Uh, you know, as fast as they can. I purposely slow myself down, think about what I'm eating, enjoy the the taste, enjoy the flavor, 
wow, this is so good. I I know that I have the urge to want to scarf it down, and I kind of slow myself down. Well, let's talk about it. less. Yeah, I think it's it's what you mentioned the the knowledge of it, like knowing exactly what the ramifications are from you know going straying off of like that's why we talk about avoiding certain foods because maybe my education level, you know, I'm like a I'm like a you know brown belt or a white belt, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm I'm working my way up as far as like you know well you know which food really is good for me. You have to understand all that and like all its complexities and how it makes you feel and how, you know, once you get to that, that black belt level, you know, it's like, all right, you know, cool. I know exactly what this is going to do to me. I'm going to, you know, and then you, you tend to just naturally eat it more in moderation. And it's just like, you know, I know what this is going to do to me. Very true. It's amazing when, when I, I feel like uh, my, I love the analogy, just use the black belt. So I'm going to go with that. You know, when I felt like my level of understanding of nutrition was a black belt and then I had been doing it for long enough and teaching it long enough and I finally figured out like how to teach somebody who is a white belt who just came in, like how do I get this client mm-hmm. of mine to understand all this nutrition knowledge that I've accumulated over all these years uh, <clears throat> that took me experience and reading and all this, how do I give this to this person in like in a right away, right? And it's amazing when you, when you, when you t- change the way they look at food. And I, I am very careful about uh, when I communicate to my clients uh, when we talk about food, and uh, it's and, and I have to attribute some of this to Sal's definitely when he made when he talk, the way he talks to his kids about food is the same way I talk to clients. Mm. Yeah, you know, is te- and teaching them how to talk back to me that way. Like, don't tell me that food made you fat. Tell me how it made you feel after you consumed it. Don't tell me you don't like eating this. Tell me how you felt when you ate it. You know, talk about that. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about your sleep. Let's talk about your skin, your hair. Let's talk about your energy. Let's talk about your mood, your attitude, how you feel, your mm-hmm. your strength levels. Let's talk about all these things and talk about how you notice them. And let's pay attention because we're tracking your food and we're paying attention to all this stuff. How to how how to correlate all this stuff. And when you tend to do that and you do it really well with somebody, then you say, go ahead, you know, this weekend you're at a birthday party or something, eat what you want. But mm-hmm. all I want you to do is pay attention to what you be eat. Be mindful as you're doing be it. Mindful That's what I'm saying, yeah. Be mindful of when you're eating. And then tomorrow morning when we talk, I want you to pay attention to how you slept that night. I want to pay attention to how you feel today, mm-hmm. how your energy level is throughout the day, how your mental clarity is, and just tell me how you feel. And sure as shit, like clockwork, they the next day they're like, Oh, I feel lethargic. Yeah, I kinda, slept all day oh, on the couch. I, yeah, yeah, right. I didn't get up very well, and I don't feel like going to the gym today. I'm like, this is how I want you to connect those foods. Mm-hmm. It didn't make you fat. We didn't even consume enough calories for you to eat any fat from it. It was totally okay what you did. But notice how your what your body showed you when you consume those foods, and pay attention to that. So yeah, when you when you start to make those types of connections, and you're more mindful, it's natural to want to eat uh, better foods. It's natural to crave healthier foods and to enjoy them differently Mm -hmm. because you have a different connection to them. Most people eat uh, very mindlessly, and and yeah. that's what cheat days kind of promote. And like it's they, all flavor based. Like yeah. that's their whole you know thought process. Or or the next step, which is still a very uh, amateur step, it's still a very infantile step, is did I gain weight or lose weight? Yeah. And once if that's all you ever look at is did I get fatter? Did I not get fatter? Uh, well, that's a very that's a that's that's a one simple small you know uh, you know line item that you can manage in terms of how this food is affecting you. Because one meal is probably not going to do 
you know, make you gain weight or lose weight, but it's going to affect how you, the, all those other things, all those other markers. That and you can and those are the most; those are the most important. I mean, thirty five hundred calories equals a, a pound of fat, and I know that's a arbitrary number, but it, it, it it's roughly that. So you're not going to overconsume that and sitting in one birthday party, right? Yeah. So you're maybe yeah, I've done it. You're gonna be you're gonna be fine. It's really about like you said, how you feel and how those foods make you feel, and and re- relating that. So, you know, I think that's uh, I think that's really important for people to pay attention. I also tell clients, so I like them, I give them like all these markers, like uh, these feelings that I want them to be aware of. And then I also tell them that I want you to communicate with me when you notice one of them off. Like if all of a sudden you feel, you know, dizzy or you feel tired or you Your didn't, skin breaks out. Right? Yeah. Then I, what I'll ask them, like at that moment when they feel this way, I say, you know, screenshot me because I make my people right. They all track. So I'm like, screenshot uh-huh. me your food. <clears throat> and then I can help like this happened yesterday. So one of my new clients goes, uh, screenshots me over her food. And she goes, uh, you know, I thought you should know I feel hungry. It's the first time I felt hungry because I want her satiated right now because we're at the beginning. And I'm like, I don't want you feeling hungry. I want you feeling satisfied all the time. And when you don't, tell me. So she sends it to me. So I look at her food. She's halfway, more than halfway through her day. And I can tell because based off her macronutrients, she's, she's low carb and low fat. And then now all of a sudden these cravings are kicking up because her body is telling her she's hungry. She needs fuel and she's not giving it an efficient amount of fat. It's not giving an efficient amount of carbohydrates. So I told her, I said, go have, you know, literally I said, I know it sounds weird, you know, but go have some, you know, a coconut oil or butter or avocado or some sort of a, a heavy fat with something right now or some seeds or something or, a, you know, the big uh, steak on some salad or something like that and consume that and then, then hit me right back and tell me I feel and instantly like, feel amazing afterwards it's just because she was off her body's telling her that now people mix that up with like oh i need this or i want that when really it's just the body just telling you that you were low on some fuel right now feed the body what it needs and then watch how amazing you feel now now switch that you know if we could go back in time and say hey just go have what you want right now go have a fucking dozen donuts because you think you're you're craving it and then see how you feel and the difference it's like learning to 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 relate that to you know those feelings to where you're at nutritionally and what you're consuming, I think is that this is also why, and we had this in a, a recent podcast where, you know, I know Sal doesn't track very much. This is why I track so much. This is why I make clients track so much because then I feel like I can give this, I can give this help to them is to show them. Otherwise, if they just tell me like, oh, I had my breakfast today or oh, I just ate that, then I don't know how to tell, then I don't know where yeah. to guide you from there. Yeah, you know? well, step one of being mindful is, is knowing what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. So you have to track when you get started. Yeah. It's, it's a much, much further down the line is where you don't necessarily have to track. No. So. Clayton B. Hayton. He does? I like that name. Snap. How does posture affect longevity? Ooh, cool question. This is a good question. This is one of those uh, chicken or the egg mm. questions, right? Because what may be causing poor posture may cause uh you know bad longevity or or, or short term you know right. uh, longevity cuz you look at somebody especially like an older person that's like a really hunched over mm-hmm. like it, you can almost see a timeline happening as far as like closer and closer to the ground mm-hmm. well think of it like this if we we are in the which nobody walks around like this but let's just pretend that you know everybody is in the perfect anatomical position and if we're in that position then our body is being supported by its muscles like it should be the moment you take the body out of that anatomical position and you have some sort of a rounded back or your hips kick to the side or you're slouching or your knees are bowed in, now that stress goes away. Now the muscles are no longer supporting it. Now you're getting stress on the ligaments and the joints. And over time, this is where like arthritis happens a lot. Like a lot of people have, not a lot of people, people think they have arthritis because they think they just like, just, you know, oh shit, bad luck. I have arthritis. Like, no, most arthritis that people have, unless you have like rheumatose or something that you were yeah. born with. Most people, it's just wear and tear on the bones 
for so many years of poor poor diet. Yeah, and, yeah. and one of the yeah, one of the diet too, and one of the, the the biggest contributors to poor longevity is uh, immobility, not being mobile. Yeah, in fact, it's a direct connection. You could see, you know, somebody who's you know seventy break a leg or a hip, and their mortality rate goes through the roof. Because now they're not moving, they're in bed, and you know health really starts to decline at a very, very rapid pace. Uh, they think this is one of the reasons why when people retire, their mortality takes a, a big spike because they think they should you know sit down on the yeah. couch now and relax. So posture, what makes posture bad will affect longevity, but poor posture itself may in fact affect longevity aside from the the joint and you know uh, movement issues. Um, there's lots of signs showing that posture affects chemicals in the brain and your mood. And in fact, we learned about power postures a while ago. Um, you know, if you look at, uh, when, when, when athletes win a race or when somebody, what do they naturally excited, do? They, Throw their hands up. Yeah. Everybody victory pose. It's a very natural, you know, arms mm-hmm. up, you know, wide puff stance, your chest up. puff yeah. your chest up movement. And you can see this in any sport. You can see this. If you win the lottery, what you do, you just throw your hands up in the air and you're just, ah, you know. And, uh, you know, evolutionary scientists think it has to do with us showing our dominance, like exposing our weak areas. Like I am, you know, I am so confident I can put my arms up and expose these vital organs or whatever. (laughs) Smell my armpits. Yeah. But if you if you do this on your own, if you're just chilling and you stand with your legs wide and put your arms out or you stand with tall posture versus being slouched or whatever, they can show uh, elevated feel good chemicals and hormones so like increased uh, serotonin because you do something like dopamine this serotonin you know catecholamine huh. productions change That's uh, neurotransmitters. So weird. you're telling yourself you're more powerful that way too you, i mean it, like that you, you're in a strong position that way versus like it really is like you can tell when somebody f- is feeling weak you know how the how their posture like it, how it slouches and how they kind of slunch yep. down well you could you, you could tell that like their their confidence level right the and confidence they, too exactly well, the direct effect you ever see those like young girls you see this a lot like especially teenage girls when they're kind of growing and they they're, they're insecure and you'll see them with their their hair covering half their face and mm-hmm. their shoulders are kind of rounded almost like they want to hide away from everybody mm-hmm. uh they so their mood could be contributing to their posture, but their posture feeds back and also contributes to the mood right. because they've done studies where they've had people who felt absolutely fine and they'll have them sit in a particular posture or position and their mood will start to shift. And if you don't, I mean, you don't believe me, you could try this right now as you're listening. As you're listening, stand up, real tall, chin up, tall, confident posture, stand like that and see how you feel and then try the reverse. You know, slouch forward, bring your shoulders forward, cover yourself because you're like you're hiding away. Hold that position for a while and see how you feel. So, mm-hmm. your posture uh, will affect longevity itself. But then, of course, the things that affect your posture, how your muscles move, uh, you know, imbalances or recruitment patterns or whatever, uh, does that as well. And and those things. Uh, will affect longevity because obviously if I have a muscle imbalance, so it's causing it literally bad triggers a, a chemical response. Absolutely, that's yep. awesome. It's it's both, you know. Yeah, you know what this reminds me of, and I find this fascinating because it's something that's been going on for centuries, right? Is the like Tai Chi? Oh yeah, you know, like that they've been practicing that for so long. Yeah. And like look at we're really diving a lot now. Like you know, we're we're coming along with mobility, and you're starting to see like Dr. Brink, people like that coming evolving and coming around where. You know, chiropractic work is now evolving into this mobility thing in addition to just realigning you in position. Like, 
Yeah, we're, we're, it's not a passive process. They're they're putting it back in, into empowering people to figure out really how to get that connectivity back and, and get that movement and that power and that strength back, you know, just by positioning your body and creating better patterns. And it, really, that's what Tai Chi is. Really, it's yeah. about them getting into and they They use center, right? That's what they say in their center. And that's what your, your core, right, is what you're trying to. But that's when you talk about intrinsically moving in through these these movements and patterns and that when you see them do that, that's really what they're doing, right? They're doing all these mm-hmm. movements that, you know, and I love that, that, you know, you've got these people that are 70, 80, some 90 year olds out there that are that are practicing and doing this. It's like you we wonder why they they move so well. They live so long. Like, great circulation, yeah. you know, they're, it's just like so many health benefits to moving your body and and, you know, brain cognition, everything. It, it's all interrelated. And like, why are we separating the two? There's a really good TED talk on posture. I wish I remembered the name of it. Maybe well, one I'm you sure guys you can, can probably look at TED. Maybe talk one on you guys can look it up for me. But it was a TED talk on power posture or how posture affects mm. your mood or whatever. And they did some studies where people would go in to get a an interview, um, and they either practiced um, sitting in a kind of slouched position before the interview, so they'd sit like that, or standing in a power posture before the interview. And then they'd go in and get interviewed, and uh, it's pretty uh, pretty substantial. The people who did the power postures, you know, for five to ten minutes before going in, all scored much better. Oh, I believe uh, that. The inter- What's the name of it? Your body language shapes who you are. It's a TED Talk. Really interesting TED Talk. So posture, uh, what causes posture to look the way it does affects longevity. And the posture itself affects longevity. Um, and it's all very, very connected. In fact, posture, really think about it as a uh, a very strong form of nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, you could see this. You go outside. You see people the way they walk or stand. And they'll come across as being confident or not mm-hmm. confident or in pain or tired or energetic. Uh, they've done studies where women will look at pictures of men and the, the man standing uh, with a different type of posture, you know, tall with the chin up. Uh, they'll, they'll automatically be like, I like him. Uh, he looks more confident, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, so even a selective mate will, you know, will, will, will pick you based on just your posture. So it's extremely important uh, in, in, when it comes to longevity and health. Uh, all along there. So um, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you will win a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also check us out on Instagram. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Adam at Mind Pump Adam, Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and you can find the show Mind Pump at Mind Pump Radio. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.